This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Welcome back to another edition of Sunday Focus. I'm being joined by two gentlemen here, Mitchell Olson and Jack Unruh. They are part of this late night talk show in Sioux Falls, Late Night Boomin'. Well, good morning, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? You know, this must be different for you. Good morning instead of good evening. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> we are. I mean, the show is an evening show. I mean, I'm I'm kind of a morning um, guy sometimes because I do radio sometimes in the morning. But but Jack, he's the, he's the host of Late night booming and that is definitely happens at night yeah yeah very... how are you feeling so far you need some coffee jack <laughs> my aunt always like you should call it like midday booming like midday? <laughs> so no need to do this late night stuff <laughs> <laughs> well it's great to have you guys both here in the studio and we're we're gonna talk about late night booming but before we do any of that let's get to know you guys a little bit jack i'll start with you tell us who you are where you're from anything like that yeah well i am jack and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm from T, South Dakota, uh, 605, born, raised, and sometimes paid. So I went to T uh, High School, legendary place to be, um, and then I uh, went to college for one year, and then I stopped going to college, and then um, kind of got going on this whole journey here. So it's been a wild ride. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mitchell, you're next. I'm next. I... You're, you're next. Some people are maybe a little bit familiar with you, but but let's hear a little bit more about your story. Sure. Um, I grew up in Vermilion, South Dakota, uh, and then I went to SDSU for college where I studied music, music performance. And when I graduated with the degree from there, I went a week later, I went to New York City and uh, lived there for 13 years and pursued theater, did a lot of theater there and and um, emceed a lot of different things and eventually came back here to uh, to South Dakota and just kind of refell in love with with this area and with South Dakota and and uh, started doing things locally, both with radio and with TV and uh, and just really getting involved as much as I can, emceeing things everywhere around town and and uh and in different areas so i just uh i just love love sioux falls love getting involved love south dakota and mm -hmm. um and was uh lucky enough to to meet up with with jack actually in t where mm -hmm. we uh we initially met in t because uh i was even working at that school there uh so it's it's great that you know this 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 show that that he's created and and that he's uh he's brought to Sioux Falls is such a unique show. So I was thrilled to have an opportunity to be part of it. Yeah, now, Mitchell, you're being a little modest here. You, you pretty much have an extensive <laughs> oh, I did. TV background. I did skip one thing. Let's get to that. But first, I heard, so not only were you a cast member on Survivor yes, back yes, in the yes, day, yes. I've also heard that you were a casting director in yes. one of my favorite shows, one of my mom's favorite shows. Tell oh, me if I'm what? wrong. Deal or No Deal? Yes, I am. I was a casting director for Deal or No Deal. Why did you cast me in it? Is I that mean, show yeah. still happening? <laughs> 
can I still be a part of it? Because I love that show. Yeah, did you? Oh, I'm glad to yes. hear you say that because some people will say, which show? And I'm like, you know, with the suitcases oh, and the money. Yeah. and I have yeah. a keychain with the suitcase and it says deal or no deal on it. That it's is one great. of my favorite shows. Oh my gosh. Well, when it first came out, I was a hu- huge fan of the show as well. So when the opportunity came to be a casting director for it, I um, obviously jumped at that chance. And mm-hmm. so I was uh, telling the story the other day to, to Jack where I pull up, I was casting the show in Nashville. They sent me to Nashville to cast it and um, for a couple episodes. And I remember pulling up and the amount of people wrapped around this city block, it's like they were wrapped wow. around it twice to get into this, to this like bar where the auditions were being held. And so I kind of walk, uh, the limo drives around the, the block once. So I see all these people and I'm walking in and some guy at the front of the line, he was like, yo, there's a line. And I want to be like, uh, I'm the casting director. You can, uh, you can see yourself out. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so it was the first time I was ever thrown into a situation of trying to cast a show with that much time. And I realized, realized I had about 10 seconds to cast each person based wow. on the amount of time I had and based on the amount of people there. And that's um, a weird way of casting. I mean, you literally say to people, what do you do for a living? You know, tell me about yourself. And you have to make a snap decision in those 10 seconds, uh, whether or not you think that they would be good enough to at least go to the next round where you can talk to them maybe further and later. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you had to decide within 10 seconds whether you wanted to talk to somebody more and that they could be a viable candidate for the show as a contestant mm-hmm. or not. And um, and so that was a very tough couple of days, but a really exciting one. And I mean, I went on to cast a show for a few months, but that was a great opportunity. I loved casting that show. Yeah. Now, <laughs> my, my pride moment in my life is uh, having Howie Mandel follow me on Twitter. Oh my gosh, I, I really? I pride myself He on did? That. He, yes. That's really cool. Oh my gosh. Have you met Howie? I, I did, did not meet him. Did you him? <laughs> no. no, I knew that about him. Yeah. No, um, I never actually met met him or the the girls who were uh, the, the suitcase, the suitcase gals. No. Yeah. yeah. So I was strictly on the contestants that would be on the show. Now, the weird thing about that is I even heard that one of the suitcase girls was a very famous uh, girl today. She is a, a princess of... Uh, Meghan Markle. Yes. yes. I was going to ask you, Can so you, you didn't believe... meet the princess no. of Sussex. Then. I know. I'm so, I'm so sad that I didn't. But um, but yeah, that that that's a crazy... That's a good question. But, you know, the show is filmed... It was filmed at that time in LA. And so the cast team would take take place, like I said, Nashville, all over. They would mm-hmm. send me to different places and different pockets in America where people would come and line up and uh, and get cast for this show. Gosh, <laughs> you know, if you were the casting director, I'd say get me on that show, get my mom on that <laughs> yes. show. Because we wanted to beat that banker, man. That I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, we would even play like kind of fake yeah. versions of it when we got down to the final sure. few people, you know, to see how they would play and if they were, you know, gutsy and if they would go for it and things like that. Yeah. Now, the reason why I bring that up it's because Late Night Boomin is a local TV show here yeah. in Sioux Falls, and you kind of gave us an idea of how you and Jack met. Let's go a little bit deeper into sure. that. Jack, from my understanding, you actually created Late Night Booming. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. Uh, <clears throat> I was just mowing the lawn one day. Literally, I was just mowing the lawn, and uh, I was. I had just been watching like some Jimmy Fallon clip or whatever. It was like Jimmy Fallon was singing this song with Billy Joel, and then I was like looking in the comments, and one of the comments said like, "Jimmy's got the coolest job in the world," and I was like. He does. He's got such a cool job. I was like, I wonder if we could do that because I was about to go to college in like a week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, um, I knew at the college that I was going to that they had like this really cool hall that would 
suit a late night show. I was like, this this would be cool. So could we do something like that at college? And so um, they just gathered a couple buddies together and said, hey, like, let, can we make a late night show? They're like, sure. So we just, you know, got some stuff together. And then that's where uh, Mitch and I kind of met again because um, Sean Cable was our first 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 guest mm-hmm. on the show and so um they came and mitchell helped us um with sean cable and all that and like we we had this show and it was really cool um and then uh we decided to do another one and so we did a second show and then we took it to one of the local networks here in town yeah and said like hey what do you think you put this on tv they're like seems cool to us and then we're like sweet and then that's when covid like hit and like shut the whole school down and everything and so everything just took a weird turn but then that's where last summer we're just kind of like hey can we start this up again and do it even bigger and better and see and so that's kind of what led to this uh this uh reboot of the show yeah, right if, if you are just yeah. listening right now, I'm being joined by Mitchell Olson and Jack Unruh of Late Night Booming. So this this show has actually been going on a lot longer than I thought. And Jack, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like a local take on a Jimmy Fallon late night program. So what got you interested in joining Jack on this project, Mitchell? Well, so early on when he was wanting to do this uh, project and came to me, we, we had talked about or he was wanting to have Sean Cable be a guest. And so I kind of um, I'm, I'm good friends with Sean Cable. We went to SDSU together. Um, we were both music majors together there. <laughs> and so um, he and I had and Sean and I had hosted the Miss South Dakota pageant for 14 years in a row. So we were really good friends from that and um so i brought sean to jack and the and the the three of us plus jack's brother and a few other friends uh, kind of sat in a room and and at the school there at your college and talked through all sorts of different ideas for the for the show and different bits we could do different games and sketches and just kind of it was a really fun process and so uh and then so i saw that entire sh- show all the way through and 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 just really enjoyed every part of that and even had some chances to chat with jack in between um you know just for uh, after that for for a few months and talk about the show and just upcoming ideas that he had for it. So I was kind of always just wanting to know what was happening and keeping in touch with him and helping wherever he needed it. And eventually an opportunity came where he asked me to be a guest on the show. And then about a week after being a guest on the show, you asked if I would be interested in producing the show, which is actually, I hadn't thought about it till he had asked. And, I, and then when he asked that was, it literally just made the most sense. It just seemed like my wheelhouse for some reason and and ever since joining um in that way which has been you know it'll be a year soon but almost um a year it it feels like that is my wheelhouse like for some reason that position seems like a stronger position for me than any other position i've ever been in in my life (laughs) so whether it's a contestant on a reality show or a sidekick on a radio show or in any other um you know job that i've had in my life this one just seems to be the wheelhouse that just fits me best and it's just something that I really enjoy doing and and it happens and it feels so natural and just so easy to me and so mm-hmm. um, I just have um, really enjoyed being part of it um, up up till now just you know uh, in this capacity and and look forward to all the future things that we can do with it yeah I, I was gonna say Jack back to you now who or what inspired you to create the show was it Jimmy Fallon <laughs> yeah uh, yeah well it was uh like I really enjoy watching Jimmy um, when this whole thing got started and like, cause I just thought it was like, such, he always plays these fun games, you know, there's always something goofy going on in the show. And then, uh, I, 
I watched a little bit of Conan in there too, and he's just such a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I was just like, oh, this would be so cool to do. Um, and it's kind of funny talking about like uh, when we were talking with Mitchell about like joining up for all this craziness. The first, <laughs> I remember the first show that. Uh, so Mitchell becomes producer, and he comes into the, to this first show, and this thing is just chaos. Mm-hmm. So we show up the day of the show and everything that could go wrong went wrong that day. Yeah, boy. And <laughs> it was like horrible. But Mitchell like saved it and like from that point on it was just legendary. It's like like the our back we have like this uh backdrop or whatever is just totally wrinkled. Mitchell's like, all right, we gotta get a steamer, we're gonna get this thing steamed and then Yeah, he's like ran he's like get the steamer. So he's steaming it. And then um we had this was the night we were unveiling our new mascot right. to the crowd. And so we were having our mascot, but we had to rehearse like everything the mascot was gonna do. And one of the bits was we had all these little kids come up and just start beating this mascot until it like fell to the ground and crawled off stage like that was the bit and so like we're trying to get all these things done and Mitchell's uh, like we're trying to like coordinate all this stuff and like my mom just described this scene as she walks into the theater like before the show Mitchell and I are just screaming at the mascot he's like you just crawl away get beat by these bats and like we're just screaming at this mascot it was just total chaos but no like it Mitchell like totally saved the day and it was like such an awesome like experience and so it's been really cool like since that since then you know what i mean yeah i i definitely know what you mean not many people know that it actually just take a lot of time to create a show like late night booming so either one of you two walk me through the process of creating the show i i guess i'll start with you yeah. jack of like each episode yeah. in, individually yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so basically um the show is kind of unique in the way that we don't have any ads for the show so when you watch it on tv or on youtube you don't see a single ad front to back because um before we even start writing the show um we like to get a really cool sponsor for the episode and so we'll write that sponsor in because that i mean that's how the show is funded yeah. so it's like free free online free to see free to come watch the show so you know we make the money through sponsors sponsorships Mm -hmm. and these sponsorships when you watch the show it's it's like this seamless Mm -hmm. you don't even know you're watching an ad because we write the sponsor into the show through skits that we do in little fun segments so that's how we kind of start we say like um okay so here's our sponsor what are some fun things we could do and then we sprinkle that throughout the show and then obviously we plug our whoever our guest is we've had every single show we've had such an awesome guest this season so that's been really easy to do um and then we have this awesome writing team that we kind of bat ideas around with and come up with scripts and and fun ideas that we could do for the show um and then it's just making it happen from there once we have it written it's just getting ready for show day and then show day is just chaos yeah well the one thing that yeah that's interesting about the show is without that commercial format is you know you're used to um you know in between guests or something on on a talk show where there's a commercial break where you can get up and have a break yourself but what we've done is we just within the show we weave in all sorts of sketches and and um and fun bits that that deal with our sponsors or with people who uh who help with the program so like it's it's done in a way that makes you feel like it's still part of the show and it's still funny and it uses our same characters 
characters and it it has the same feel as the show and so um and so it just kind of gives the viewer uh 30 minutes of just nonstop entertainment um mm-hmm. where the advertiser is snuck in there and you don't even know you're being fed an ad <laughs> so right. that's kind of the the idea of it and it, and it works so well and that's why having the having the advertiser there first and knowing who they they are first is so helpful when it comes to us building the show creating it writing it we want the sketch to to work well with them and with our guests and everything else so it it plays a huge part in our whole entire decision I want to point out, too, that it's not just one episode you're creating. It's two episodes in one day that you're filming, correct? Yeah. Yep. So we do, we shoot an hour-long show, unless it gets wild and we go a little longer than that. And then um, we we shoot two episodes a night. So we'll split that whole thing mm-hmm. into two 30-minute episodes, which will then cut up and go on air and all over online and everything. And the reason, like, when he says it could go longer than an hour, the nice thing about going a bit longer is we we don't have a test audience, so these bits that we're doing, we don't know if they're going to necessarily work. And sometimes the jokes aren't funny, or something doesn't go right, and and we want to have we write as we write more than what we need so that we can edit, you know, just the best parts of it out. Uh, and so when people come to the live show, that probably is a little um, confusing, maybe, but mm-hmm. I think it's kind of cool that they get to see a side of it where um, they're seeing the whole thing start to finish. And then when they see it on TV, they'll see the best parts of it that are, you know, edited in a way and makes it into this beautiful half hour TV show. Yeah. If you are just listening right now, I'm being joined by Mitchell Olson and Jack Unruh of Late Night Booming. Obviously, it's a lot of time to prep two shows in one night. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, this show can be watched live at the Washington Pavilion free, as what you guys mentioned. There's a lot of talent on and off stage, and there are a lot of people involved with the show. So who are they? Let's start with that awesome live band that you guys have. Oh, my goodness. Chuck Case and the Late Night Boomers. I I always tell this story because it's the coolest story ever. When we were kind of creating this whole thing, um, Chuck and I had went to the same church um, like a few years ago and so we were thinking we're like okay we need a band for this thing and I was just scrolling through my Facebook and I saw a post from Chuck and I was like oh Chuck and so I called Chuck I'm like hey Chuck it's Jack remember me he's like oh yeah Jack and uh, so I told him I was like hey Chuck so we're doing this late night show and uh, this is what it is it's kind of like the Sioux Falls thing and he's like oh this sounds really fun and I was like so what do you think he's like I, I tell you what uh, lo- this sounds awesome let me-, let me get back to you and I was like okay okay so the next day, I see my phone rings it's from Chuck Case. I pick up, I go, hey. He goes, hey, Jack, so I got the theme song written. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I, from that point on, I knew. I was like, all right, this is going to be great. And so he's just assembled this, like, all-star band, like, of the best of the best in the area. And they just always bring the energy, and they're just so fun to, like, literally my grandma will sit front row right in front of them <laughs> and she'll stay three hours after the show just to listen to the band play you know oh, there you yeah. Go. yeah and so yeah. they're just so good no they are they're excellent yeah. and and um yeah i just like what you said i mean that's that's one of the cool parts about this show is to have chuck case and the late night boomers i mean that's that's part of that's worth the admission right there, which is free, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah that's that worth enough. coming. But yeah, um, it's it's such a great great show anyway. But to have them, it adds such a really um, it just gives it a lot of professionalism and mm-hmm. panache, you know. Yes, yes. Now I have been to one of the live shows 
at the Washington Pavilion for Late Night Booming. And while you are in the, the audience, you see a lot of, you know, production and camera guys just running around. So who are those guys? Are yeah. they a part of a group? Are they part of a school? Yeah. So uh, our camera team is awesome. They're the guys. They're from DSU. Um, they're part of the film club up there. And uh, we uh, were just talking one day and we're thinking, you know, that there's just like DSU just had got this, this program or whatever. And so we went up there and met with all of them and they just seemed like we we watched a couple of their videos and i mean these guys just are awesome they can the videos they make the, the content they create um are just insane and i mean it's one thing to have like a really good camera team but a camera team that understands also what you're doing creatively mm-hmm. and so like they're so fun to have there because they just totally get it um and so those dsu guys are just i mean they're so fun and so great to to be able to to do this with on show day and you know be able to see them and yeah it's been great to have them i was gonna say so they're not random people that you just dragged up the streets yeah can you press record for us yeah, no no they're they're so good now besides watching it from the live audience late night booming you can also catch it locally here on tv so mitchell why don't you talk about the channels where people can watch it at Sure, sure. So um, it's on Dakota News Now, so you can watch it on Fox at 9.30 at night. Uh, you can watch it again on NBC, which airs right after Saturday Night Live, which I think is a, a perfect a perfect spot for us, actually. Yeah. Uh, go, it just rolls right into that. So um, those are the two places that you can watch it right now. But you can also, on Saturday nights, um, we also air it at the same time on YouTube. So you can go to our YouTube channel and and um, and find it there, Late Night Boomin' with an, an N, Late Night Boomin'. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, I know you guys are about to wrap up filming season one. Are there any chances for a season two will there be a season two if you can say that <laughs> uh we've already been trying to build season two you know even before we're done with season one because um we've just i mean it's been such a fun time i mean everybody's just had such a fun time doing it and um so uh yeah we're what we're gonna be looking for is we're looking for companies that really want to be part of it and want to help build this second season and do kind of this cool now that we have this season one just about filmed we think you know it might be kind of a nice opportunity to be able to show everyone this idea you know here's the first season this is kind of what we're going for um and then we'll be going out and and looking for companies in the area um that want to get involved and and kind of want to help us build something really cool um that's never been done around here so that's that's kind of how we're going about building a season two um so we're really looking forward to that because there's a lot of really cool companies around here um and a lot of really cool things that we can do in the area and when we go into a season two, we want to do it even bigger and even better than than season one. I was going to say, now that you have a season under your belt, anything that you would like to change in season two, maybe from a producer standpoint, what do you see, Mitchell? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I mean, um, we love where we're at in terms of the the location. You know, at the the Belvis Theater, which is which is located in the Washington Pavilion, is such a cool theater just based on the size of it. And you said that you were there. It, yes, I the was. nice thing about that theater is like even when you are in the balcony, it, it, you you get a, this cool bird's eye view. I mean, it it seats about I think five or six hundred people. It's just it seems like the right size of crowd for us. It seems like the it keeps the stage the right dimensions like 
everything about that theater is like perfectly fit. And when I used to live in New York, I used to go to shows like Conan O'Brien and and um, and late and David Letterman. I would go to those shows all the time. And and the thing that was always so surprising was how small those theaters actually yeah. were. Um, I remember Conan. I think it fit like 150 people maybe. Mm-hmm. So um, it's interesting to see how much bigger this theater actually is for some of the late night ones that you see on TV. Um, but we but this show and and what what Jack's been able to do it brings in an amazing size crowd. I mean they. They get a lot of people in there and a lot of support. And um, and so that's a really fun thing to be part of. And the energy that's there is great. People come to the show super early because they want to get a good seat. And, and I think that that's awesome, too. Just all of that 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 energy and, and just people coming coming to the show. And I... I will. Did, okay, were you at the the show that you went to? Was it the most li- recent show? It was uh, the, with the, Ben and Patty. Ben and Patty. Okay, yes. so that's what I was yes, gonna I ask. The size of the theater doesn't really <laughs> doesn't work to her advantage when my brother decides to go buy a can of sardines. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and crack it was it a great idea. <laughs> it, it, it was, was a novel concept. Idea. Yeah, yes, in theory it was, but the idea was to just have them eat one, not to <laughs> squeeze the juice I, I all around. Sauce would have been a good alternative from the Literally maybe. anything. People told me like uh, that they could smell it from the back row, and no, that happened like right in the middle of the show. No. So like the whole rest of the time, we were just baking in this sardine scent. You know, and, and that's why it's a, it's a test run. You know, you try it once, and then you say, "All right, we're never going right, to do that nope. again." Nope. My mom literally told me she's like, she's like, Jack, I'm banning you guys from any more canned fish in oh, this yeah. show. <laughs> I'd say the same thing. Mitchell o- Olson and Jack Unruh with Late Night Booming. Now, any ideas for guests and sketches? I, I have a suggestion for a sketch oh, yeah. since right. I love this from Jimmy Fallon. Yes, I want to do Drinko. Get me oh, on for a drink You want to play that game? Oh, <laughs> that game I've looks so gross. I wanted to do that. Absolutely. They oh, get some nasty concoctions. That's okay. Yeah. I, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to take one for the team. <laughs> you know, we can get some, some Patron in there, get some pineapple juice. Uh, what is it? Pudding that they mix sometimes. Pickle it's usually juice. things like mayonnaise and buffalo sauce. Yeah, basically, it's like this big Plinko board, and yeah. then they have all these drinks options at the bottom, mm-hmm. and so they drop two two things, two or three Plinko things uh-huh. in whatever cups it lands in. <laughs> yeah, and then they have to mix them and drink them. Or egg roulette. I- I'd be okay with getting uh, a little egg in my yeah, hair. Yeah, it makes it a shiny <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhat. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's what all the supermodels are doing these days. Oh, they're, absolutely. Just absolutely. They're, they're playing egg roulette. <laughs> now, before we wrap this up with you guys, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. best part about being a part of Late Night Boomin'. Oh, man. I just enjoy the laughs because, I mean, the laughs and the people that we've been able to meet through this whole thing has been such a great time. And, like, um, I don't know, we're always, anytime we have, like, a writing meeting, we just, we can't get through it without cracking up in laughter. Um, And then just all the awesome people that we've been able to meet through this whole journey it just led to a lot of really cool people and so yeah i'm just through that whole thing i'm just really thankful you know the way the lord has pulled this whole thing together it's been really cool to see all that so that's probably been my favorite part and and yeah like the laughs is definitely a favorite for all of us but for me being such a people person and 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 just enjoying yeah right (laughs) and enjoying that side of you know meeting people i mean this has just served as such a great vehicle for me to do that and to and to get to know the people and to and to uh to put it into a really creative uh way and a format to to showcase uh people's lives in this way i just think it's so much fun 
Yeah, once again, it's Mitchell Olson and Jack Unruh of Late Night Booming. Now, where can people follow you, keep up with the latest information about Late Night Booming and mm-hmm. uh, your social media? Yeah, we're on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And just type in Late Night Booming. Um, and that's where, you know, we post our full episodes on YouTube. So if you want to go, like, see an entire episode, um, they're all on YouTube as they release on TV. Um, and then we post little clips and fun little audience things on, on all of our other ones as well so that's where you can find us and then um like you said earlier we can we're on dakota news now we're on fox at 9 30 p.m on saturday nights as well as right after um saturday night live at midnight on nbc or yeah or come to our last show which is coming up which is um december 15th and it's at of course the washington pavilion it's in the belbus theater it starts at 7 p.m it's free so there's no reason not to come and the cool thing is our guest that night um the guest is his name is sean um coven from covell sorry sean covell he's the producer of napoleon dynamite and then also we have danica michaels who's a country music artist and she'll be singing so two really awesome guests i mean the napoleon dynamite thing we that's such a great i love that movie we all love that movie so Mm -hmm. so writing the the sketches and the parts for him as our guest oh my gosh we just yeah we just play a clip from the show and then say how did you create that who how did you think of that or pedro yeah exactly (laughs) well mitchell olson and jack on thanks so much for joining us this morning thank you very much you it's been fun Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing, your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. To get your free inventor's information, call 1-800-352-1609. That's 1-800-352-1609. Again, 1-800-352-1609. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio Town Square Media Sioux Falls.